Let's pray. Dear Lord, this is the prayer of our hearts. Not I, but Christ. May this be our experience from hour to hour. We thank you, Lord, that you have such a purpose, Lord, in, in us. We have such a wonderful, great salvation. That we should not only be saved, Lord, from death. But we are saved from ourselves. That Christ may be our life. So we just commit this time ahead into your hands. We know our conscience of our weakness. But we are trusting in your resurrection life. May you speak, may you do your work. In your name we pray. Amen. We have been sharing in the past on the theme of growing up into Christ in all things. And our brother Christian uh, has been speaking a few weeks on uh, daily uh, Christian life, how we grow. However, I've been burdened with what has been happening in um, the lives of many saints. Because it has not been an uh, easy sale for many. And it, uh, they're facing trials, tribulations. And then I was reminded also about what Brother uh, Stephen Kong spoke about a year ago in our midst. Maybe you can turn to that passage in First Peter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from among the dead, to an incorruptible and undefiled unfading inheritance reserved in the heavens for you, who are kept guarded by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein you exalt for a little while at present, if you need it, put to grief by various trials, that, that the proving of your faith, much more precious than that of gold, which perishes, though it be proved by fire, be found to praise and glory and honor in the revelation of Jesus Christ, in whom have you not seen a love, and in whom, though not now looking but believing, exalt with joy unspeakable and filled with glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. 基督的父神叫你们的信心具备试验so we see in this passage that uh, Peter is encouraging uh, the saints uh, going through the trials and tribulations. And then he says that not only are we saved, but also 
that we now have um, something far greater. Our faith is being going through the, uh, the trial of, of fire. So that there will be something greater um, when we receive the end of our faith. So the end of our faith is salvation of our souls. And we know this does not speak of initial salvation. We have received our salvation is just by faith. No works, no merit. It talks about the incorruptible, undefiled, unfading inheritance in verse 4. So uh, clearly then there is an inheritance for which there will be trials by fire. And if proven to be of gold, as in some other passages, then we can receive this inheritance. So this is to put in perspective then what the trials and tribulations are about. And this is especially true, we are living in the end times. So uh, just it becomes we, it becomes numb to us that we hear and see things happening that are great, that uh, fires now are happening in, in for example Arizona fire, that was the worst fire in the history in that area. We had uh, floods that mi- in Mississippi River where the levees broke, cities were uh, 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 wiped away, people died. This is one after the other in different parts of this country. These are things that happen on a large scale. Uh, we just overheard there was another earthquake in Japan this morning. Do not know much more about the details. What happened in Japan is really of catastrophic proportions. So we have all this shaking going on in the outside. But among believers, those children of God, there's a lot of shaking going on. So I just like to consider this morning, what is it that the Lord is trying to speak and to tell us who know Him? And the word that came to me is the word crisis. The crisis is not only happening around us. The crisis is happening in the lives of the Lord's children. And I just want to just see what's the meaning of the word crisis. Actually, it's a Greek word. In the original Greek uh, crisis, it means literally decision. And the verb kranen is to decide. But how is it meaning uh, in English language? So, according to dictionaries, it's an emotionally significant event. Emotionally, an emotionally significant event. Or, a radical change of status in a person's life. And this is the two words that really came and gripped me, a radical change. 
在我们生活当中极大的这个改变。So, what is our reaction as God's children to a crisis? 那做神的儿女，我们面临危机的时候，当怎么样反应呢？ We go through actually the very first crisis. 那我们先是经历了第一个危机。And that's our salvation. 那就是我们的这个呃这个这个救恩。But does that end the crisis experience? Well, you know that there's a book, Campbell Morgan, he has a classic book on the life of Christ. And then he called that book The Crisis of Christ, plural, The Crisis of Christ. And then he actually has seven crises, one after the other. 那就是他有七个，总共有七个危机，那是一个接着一个。So if in the life of Christ was more than one one crisis, uh, how about us, we Christians? 那在基督的生命，如果是超，是比一个危机还要多的话，那我们基督徒来说的话是如何呢？ We probably we should have more than one crisis. 那我们应当有超过一个危机。And that's why you find that so many are going through. Different crises in their lives. So we know that many and then also, we, if you really think about our natural experiences as, as uh, you know, non-believers, okay, all of us. There is a natural course of things happen that happen to us that actually they are like a, a bit of a crisis. When we go through school for our education. It starts easy. And then on we have a test, finals. Finishing high school. Some who will go on to higher education to college. Then you go through the finals. And then you go through the graduation. To some, it can be a really a crisis. Uh, right now, our daughter Chloe is going through a crisis. She is uh, trying to pass, uh, studying like never, for the bar exam at, at the end of this month. It is just a really, really a terrible experience. They, they study volumes and volumes of books in over three years. 那他们就是读法律系的时候，就是三年的时间，就是读了许多许多许多的书。They're supposed to memorize all of that. 那你要把这些所有的所所读的这些书籍全部背起来。And also they're supposed to interpret situations. 那不仅是要背起来，并且也要就是要解释一些的情形。And apply lots of those situations that's going to be relevant. 那并且要使要晓得应用这些的啊这些。so a typical uh, the multiple question uh, multiple kind of questions they are given all kinds of uh, laws to apply to situation they read a story and then they're supposed to know what the problems are and they throw in uh, the number of different choices for you. The problem is all of them apply. But you're supposed to choose the best answer. You make, you're supposed to make what is very great black and white. And if you didn't, wrong. And then you pass, and too bad you cannot be a lawyer. 
So to her it has been such a crisis, but not only in, in the natural sense, but that to her she is really also experiencing the Lord through it. Why am I making this analogy? This, if this is true in a professional world, Shouldn't it be true? Isn't it true also in our spiritual lives? Is there a cut where you are going to get inheritance and where you're not getting the inheritance? If we have known the Lord long enough, we know so many Christians fall short of what a Christian should be. So the question is, have they had, have we had a spiritual crisis? And before we go into those details, I think a lot has to do with how we respond to crisis when we're facing them. Because it has to do with reaction, the decision, you know, when we're facing crisis, there's that element that we actually very much are part of that. So sadly, to most believers, they do not have crisis experience. It's because they miss them. The, the Lord is dealing and teaching them, but they are totally indifferent to that. I think part of it is that if they don't care about spiritual growth, or they are content with their own spiritual condition, they may have spiritual interests. But they think they're fine. And they may even think they're better than the others. They may even want to prove themselves to be right. And find faults in the others. It's really like the Pharisees in the Gospels. So people like that, they may go through all of that and then totally miss out what the Lord might be doing to them in their lives. There are other believers who run away from spiritual crisis. They, they, when they see God's hands dealing in their circumstances, they question, Why is God doing this to me? They will even become offended with God. God should be blessing me. But I am not blessed. And then they just turn away from the Lord. Or they may be seeking comforts and pleasures in the world. In doctors, in other people, but not the Lord Himself. There's that basic unwillingness to yield to the Lord. Another reaction for those who are facing crisis. They become depressed. They give up. They know there's no good in themselves. But they do not turn to the Lord. They do not see the Lord as having done everything. He has the finished complete work for us. And they lose faith in the Lord. And they just dwell in their own lack. So they, they live as defeated Christians. 
那他们过了这生活，乃是就像被打败的基督徒一样。So Satan has succeeded in deceiving them to lose their faith in the Lord。那撒旦实在是在这件事情上，就实在是成功了，就让他们将他们的信心给打败下去。And then we have another uh, reaction。那我们还有看到有另外一种的反应。Those who rise above the crisis。那有些人就是能够胜过这些的危机。And hopefully today is where we like to. Uh, meditate and see what the scripture tells us. We can look at uh, some uh, experiences, lives in, in the Bible as examples. Of course, the first and foremost is our Lord Jesus. We know that He actually went through a lot of challenge. The Pharisees, many who would be questioning him. And then try to persecute him. He had to run away from place to place. And then whenever those challenges came, what was his reply? My hour has not come. And then he kept on repeating that until the very end of his life. And we especially see in John, John's Gospel, 14, uh, to, for, for, chapters 14 to 17. So, that he says, the hour is approaching. And then in John 17, my hour has come. So that refers then to the cross. So the end objective of Jesus' life was building up to that crisis. So the most important crisis in, in Jesus' life is no doubt going to the cross. And then we know that even before he went to the cross, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was in agonizing uh, pain. The pain was in his soul, in his heart. To give up his will as a man was so, so difficult. Number one, he was sinless. And number two, he was son of God. But he had to be the son of man. In order to suffer that and give up that will on our behalf. We can also see the life of Peter. He is a man that uh, had a number of uh, natural strengths. He was impetuous, very sincere. He was and he would be responsive and very loyal. But he also had weaknesses. He's quickly changeable as well. To protect himself. And we know that this happened when uh, our Lord Jesus was to be uh, uh, delivered, being judged. He denied the Lord three times. But it's significant, also we will talk about it later, that it was not just the crisis in, his, in himself. Maybe we can, maybe we can, you can, uh, I can read and you can just follow that. In Luke chapter 20, verse 30 to 34. Verse 30 to 34. It says here, uh, Luke chapter, am I in the right place? No, I'm not in the right place. Anyway, it does say about, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, 
Well, basically, that uh, our Lord Jesus said that uh, uh, um, that Satan was going to sift him. No, sift him, try him. So, so basically, then there was the two elements here. Not only the crisis because of his own moral um, character, his own failings. Thank you. Okay, chapter 22, verse 31, yes. Uh, and the Lord says, Simon, son, behold, Satan has demanded to have you, to sift you as wheat, but I have besought for you that thy faith fail not, and thou, when once thou hast been restored, confirm thy brethren. So I just like to keep this verse in your in your mind. We will go back to that later because I think this is significant as part of the crisis experience. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Peter had his crisis, but this is why Jesus warned him about his crisis. 那我們知道這邊主在提醒他,他所要面臨的危機,那我們先把這這節記在先記一下。And the third person who went through crisis certainly was Paul. 那另外一位有經歷危機的乃是保羅。And we know that he was persecuting Christians in the church. 那我們知道他逼迫啊這個在教會裡的基督徒。And then he had his vision on the road of Damascus. 那他在往大馬色的路的時候,他有這樣的意向。But the vision was actually a voice speaking to him. Why are you persecuting me? 那这个意向乃是一个话, and of course, Paul knew immediately he, that it was Jesus that Paul was persecuting. 那他很清楚地知道这, but it was among the Lord's children, because Jesus definitely was not physically there. So by persecuting the Lord's children, uh, uh, Paul realized that the church, the Lord's children, were one with our Lord. At the same time, he was told that you will suffer for me. So this is the other element I'd like to keep you in mind. That in Paul's life there was crisis, there was suffering. And that was part of his calling. So, and how was Paul then transformed in the, in the midst of what was Paul's reaction? Going back to the same word. What was Paul's reaction in the midst of all of that? I'd like to read uh, that in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 7 to 12. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the surpassingness of the power may be of God and not from us, every way afflicted but not straightened, seeing no apparent issue, but are we not entirely shut up, persecuted but not abandoned, cast down but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body the dying of Jesus, that the life also of Jesus may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered up to death on account of Jesus, that the life also of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal bodies, so in our mortal flesh, so that Death works in us, but life in you. Peter, uh, Peter后书四章七节到第十二节，我们有这宝贝放在瓦器里，要显明这莫大的能力是出于神，不是出于我们。我们四面受敌，却不却不困住，却不被困住，心里作难，啊，却不至于失望，遭逼迫，却不被
身上常穿着耶稣的死，呃，使耶稣的身也显明在我们的身上，因为我们这活着的人是常为耶稣被交于死地，使耶稣的身呃在我们的这死这必死的身上显明出来。这样看来，死死是在我们身上发动，身却在
Even the salvation of our souls, our souls being transformed. So we miss out so much of what the Lord Jesus did on the cross. Because we stop at the salvation experience only. So we just hope to, that you can see the perspective then. We are living in the end days. What is God waiting for? He wants to return. He wants to see his church ready. But what does the church ready mean? There has to be those who are mature and ready in the church. Those who are indeed as the sons of God. Not just babies that have just been saved and stay in their natural life without any change. So there is something far greater that he wants from us. And that's why the crisis experience is so relevant and so important to us. God is dealing with our natural man. So that in ourselves, no good, we could die. So that his cross indeed is a reality in our experience. When we say one submit to him, it means really let go of our self-will, our self-pride. When we say we die with Christ, it means dying to our self-will. And then really bearing the cross means to have the life of Christ lived out. So you'll see that those who have actually experienced this, there will be the mark of the cross in their lives. And that's a searching question to me. Do I have the mark of the cross in my life. The other aspect that we actually saw from Peter's life, that there is a, spat, a spiritual battle going on. Satan is not sitting there just watching uh, passively to see, uh, oh, what you're going to do, what you're not going to do, it doesn't matter. At the same time, he is trying to stop you from going through this crisis. And as Peter said, he is doing that as a roaring lion. You're reading First Peter, roaring lion, that's how Satan is trying to stop us from getting through with our crisis. There is the element that there is a spiritual battle. And then in that spiritual battle, Satan wants us to look at ourselves. That we can be so depressed with our condition, even if we now acknowledge that. That we will lose faith in the Lord. So it is a trial of faith. So that we can appropriate our inheritance. So when you see brothers going through difficulties, it is not just because of the Lord's dealing on one hand. There's a real warfare waging, Satan trying to ensnare them, blind them. So that the Lord will not have what He wants in our lives, even to be as sons to Him. 
And there's another aspect of the crisis that's very important to us. We see it from the life of Paul is that God's purpose is being realized through the spiritual crisis. So why is God's purpose? We mentioned that we to be as sons, mature sons. But it's not just our individual spirituality. Our individual spirituality. It is that together we as his body we might be the mature bride unto Christ. We read the testimony of Paul in Second Corinthians chapter four just now. All of that that Paul went through. So that death that worked in him. So that the life of Christ may come forth. And so that the church can be indeed built up. So we see here that the crisis is something which God can really use and must use in us so that He can have His purpose fulfilled. So now the question that I have is that now what how do we react in what is our reaction? How do we learn uh, from 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 uh, from also uh, um this we've gone through? This experience. First of all, uh, when when our Lord was talking to the disciples in John chapter 14, and then you start reading the other chapters, 15, 16, I won't go through that. I hope that you study, meditate that yourselves. One thing which really stands out. And it is the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit is the one who is going to teach us in all things. The Holy Spirit that He has given to dwell in us. In order for Him to be able to do His full work. We need to also abide in the Lord. So that He abide in us. We also to keep His commandment, obedient to Him. And then so that we can truly be those who are are able to do the Father's will. So the Holy Spirit has such an important part in our lives. And also, what do we see from Peter in his reaction? What do we learn? He could have easily been also so defeated because of his failure, his denying the Lord. But he refused Satan's attacks. I believe it's the the look that our Lord the, the gaze our Lord had upon him when he denied three times. What he saw is the love of the Lord. Not condemnation. So that caused him to weep and repent. And not only that, when our Lord came back to to Peter at at the end of John, we know that's exactly what it is. It's a love relationship. And we also can see that uh, this is true for for our, our Apostle John. At the end of everything is that communion with the Lord, that relationship that's so close to Him. This 
that we are able to face the crisis, we are willing to go through it. I'd like to also share something, you know, uh, since we are in a body corporately together. On one hand, this kind of experience is so personal, intensely personal. Just the Lord really dealing with us. But there are times that we really need help from the brothers and sisters. We need to seek guidance. To have some kind of comfort. So indeed, as Paul says, he can himself be available to help the others. So we need to recognize that people who brothers going through that crisis is a time that we really want to pray that they can really align themselves into what God has for them. I also encourage brothers and sisters to to uh, read books because this this is the legacy from the saints that we have. Paul himself went through his experience and then he related that so that we can enter the experience. We know that Romans, Romans 6, 7, 8 especially, the epistle of Galatians, and many other of his epistles, he really pours out in Second Corinthians, he pours out his heart what he went through. So that we know how to go through what the Lord is trying to do. And at this point, just like to make a, a footnote. Some may think that, uh, okay, in terms of truth, in terms of teaching, certain parts of the Bible is more important. Certainly the Gospels, knowing Jesus' life, what he's about, what he says is extremely, is very, very important. But it doesn't mean that if you devote all your life and everything to the Gospels, that somehow you're going to have the full picture. As much as what our Lord Jesus went through on the cross, his experience, he still needed to have vessels like Paul. So that in Paul's life, his entering into the cross experience will open our eyes to see what it means and how it works in our lives. In fact, as Brother Kong mentioned a couple of years ago in Harvey Cedars, Paul was the vessel that the Lord showed the mysteries of God, of Christ, gospel, and also holiness. So these are no longer mysteries. Because you have the word of God, you have one vessel that has seen it and experienced it, and now by the Holy Spirit we want this truth to be made real as our experience in our lives. But if you put this aside and say, okay, this is maybe fine, but not so important. 
You will miss out a big part of what the Lord wants to do in your life. So I hope that you know we, we really know that this is something so crucial in our own crisis experience. And and we just don't want to dwell then in what the crisis is. Crisis is only a means to an end. What is the end? We have mentioned that. It's a life that has been changed. And the word that comes back to me is radical change. Has my life been radically changed? We may think that we have gone through all of that. We understand that for so many years of being saved and Christians. But what we do, what we say, do not exhibit Christ. It shows ourselves. You may be right 100%. You may do certain things and see certain things logically, humanly speaking, perfect. But if it's not through the life of Christ, if it's not the life of Christ, it still draws that's going to be burned away. What may look like foolishness to you, but if it's done out of the life of Christ in that brother or the other sister, we need to fear and respect it is the life of Christ through that brother and sister. We can only humble ourselves before the others. And we know that's what our Lord did when he washed the disciples' feet. So the question again to me, am I willing to be radically changed? Do I want to be? And we know from, from Paul's letter, it says that we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. We hear that all too often. We say this is consecration. I have consecrated myself already. I understand that. It's for somebody else. They have not heard the young Christians. Well, I think that I have to ask that question myself. Am I radically changed? Most of all, is the Lord getting His purpose through my life in my life? And if it is, it means an end to myself. And I could not help but also remember about different ones who have gone through um, this kind of radical change in their lives. We know that our brother Watchman Nee, he has such an experience of the cross. So that's why he could write a book like The Normal Christian Life. Or he spoke a message and became a book, Normal Christian Life. After so many years, it has been considered by more and more people to be the classic on the life of the cross. And also, you can see about our sister uh, Margaret Barber. <coughs> totally silent, nobody knew her. 
She had that impact on Brother Nee's life. May I put in a reverent way, she was the Paul in the scriptures to Brother Through her life, she could see, uh, Brother Nee could see what cross meant and his willingness to give himself to the Lord. Uh, we are being called to be living epistles now so that the life of the Lord his cross resurrection life can be manifested through us this is true in the end days more than ever if we don't have this kind of a crisis, if we don't have this kind of radical change in our lives, we are holding back God's purpose. We can understand God's purpose 100%, but it has no impact, no result. So I hope that we, myself, we are facing many crises now. And don't be surprised by it. May we know how to submit ourselves completely to the Lord. So the Lord will have His purpose fulfilled. I just like to uh, sing a hymn that uh, is really a testimony of our sister Margaret Barber's life. This is uh, uh, hymn 391. And this uh, certainly really speaks of what our sister went through. And if after anyone would like to pray, um, just feel free, led by the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yes, we, we sing now.
in the body of Christ and that you intend to do a deep work in each one of us. We do want to thank you for your higher purpose. Lord, you didn't just save us to put us on a shelf, but that you draw us and want us to be mature sons, busy about your business, being about your uh, testimony, sharing you and your life with others. And Lord, how we thank you that as we look at these examples and as we look around and we see in our own lives, that when there is crisis, you're there. And even more, when there's crisis, there's purpose. That you can lead us through and that we can learn from you. We can learn lessons we'd never learn any other way. So Lord, we do thank you that you are God with a higher purpose. And that even when these things come upon us, instead of it being that 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 something's broken and in fact it is something that you are causing to be. By your Holy Spirit you bring fruit in our lives. Lord how we thank you that in our reaction Lord we just turn to you. In in our reaction to crisis you're the answer. And your life in us, your Holy Spirit in us is the answer. That you can show us and lead us and comfort us and knit us together as we go through this life. We give you praise, and Lord, help us to see things your way. Help us to see things as you see them, and lift our eyes to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise you. Lord, thank you that while we live on this earth, we are there are full of crises. These crises, for even though we are the earthly vessel, that yet we have the treasure within within us. And Lord, with you, we are more than victorious. Therefore, we want to give you thanks. We pray this in Jesus' name. Chu 祷告奉主耶稣基督的名求。So Father, pray to you, Lord, we want to thank you, we want to praise you. You truly know best our condition, that we by ourselves cannot really live this out. And yet, Lord, thank you for saving us, Lord, that by ourselves and with, our, with this self of ours, it's only failure and pride. And even among brothers and sisters, Lord, it is such a mess, and that we cannot really live our love. We cannot just we can we, we confess that we cannot do it. But Lord, we pray that you will be with us and that you would save us. We pray this in Jesus' name. And into enter into the reality of the Christ. We pray that we indeed recognize we have a lot of uh, a lack of to subject experience what we have to be. We pray that you, um, Holy Spirit, keep continue to lead, uh, to change us, to willingly to obey what you want to give us. We may can restri- share responsibility with you. We pr- pray in Jesus' name.
faith can be proven more precious than of gold. Lord, continue to strengthen our faith, Lord. Help us to lay on to, lay on, lay on to you, Lord. And thank you, Lord. You already win the battle, Lord. And you already gained the victory, Lord. Oh, Lord, continue to keep us in you, Lord. Keep us in oneness. Oh, Lord, keep us in love, Lord. We just continue to commit ourselves to you, Lord. Oh, Lord, we thank you for speaking to us timely words. In your precious name we pray. Amen.